We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz, presented by OGGBasketball.com, NetsRepublic.com. I'm your host, Nick Faye. With me today, the birthday boy, Jack Manuel. What's up, Jack? The only birthday present better than a Nets win would be a kiss from Joe Harris himself, my friend. <laughs> Maybe we can try to set something up. But uh, yeah, like What's you there, said, guys? Jack, big win for the Nets, 122-97 over the Sixers. You know, started off slow, kind of sloppy from both teams. The Nets really grind on that first quarter. Then all of a sudden, midway through that second, they just turned it on, didn't really look back, and they blew them out. What were your thoughts on this one initially? Yeah, we've been preaching that Brooklyn grit for quite a bit, Nicholas. You know, just being able to grind it out and just see how things go along the way and sort of just putting the hammer down. Uh, I was a little bit nervous myself. I know you probably were as well when we were chatting throughout the game about the Nets' ability to sort of just hammer it home. And they just happened to do it. They must have seen my tweets on Nets Republic or something because it was one of the best performances I've seen the Nets over the past couple of years against a, a very talented opponent who weren't on but we were able to still just hang around there and it all started on the defensive end yeah pretty much midway through that second quarter to like that third quarter was probably some of the best nets basketball we've seen in a while and like you said very sloppy game from the sixers they had uh 27 turnovers but i think some of that was early on the sixers just making mistakes but the nets turned up that energy and that's something like you're talking about that brooklyn grit they played with good energy in that second and third and it really helped this team you know obviously d'angelo and karis both start a little slow then they turned it up both scored 20 points ronde had a really nice bounce back game your boy joe harris is starting to get a lot of respect around the league you know, the the Sixers really made a point to not let him get open threes in that first half. The second half, the Nets were kind of get, get him a couple more shots. Yeah, it just seemed like it, it flowed for us a lot better, Nick. I, I think Joe Harris started off cold. He had a couple of early fouls, and then he just found his rhythm. I think that unlike Crab, who still had you know some okay moments throughout the game, Joe Harris is able to feel himself into the game and know what the defense is giving him and not let it get himself down. 
maybe the injury is obviously having more of an effect on Crab than it is on Harris, but you know he's getting you know the ultimate respect. He's absolutely dominating around the league. One of the best three point shooters. You know he's down low game when he's driving. You know we all we spoke last year about how awesome a driver he was, and he was better than LeBron. But now he's not necessarily even making it there. He's sort of dishing off those down low passes to guys like Ed Davis and Jared Allen. He's making his teammates better. He's killing it. My thread, uh, it was one of the most enjoyable things I've ever done about Joe Harris, and that's saying something. But he was awesome. And yeah, Rondo Hollis-Jefferson, plus 27, leading the team in plus minus. He was uh, a nice bounce back game for him. Yeah, and I want to say this is in the second quarter. You know, Ed Davis, Jared Allen, both in foul trouble. Kenny elects to go with RHA against Embiid, which, you know, we see it. We're like, oh, this is going to be scary. But, you know, RHA did a great job. The team defense did a great job. He was already kind of frustrated. Rondé kind of went at him on the offensive end a few times, got to the free throw line, and just used his quickness. He looks confident, like I messaged to you. You know, he looks a lot more spry in this game. The energy was definitely there. It was just a really good vibe from a lot of the players out there. Yeah, you mentioned energy, and I think that was key across the board. You know, despite the fact that it was a, a very sluggish first quarter, 21 points to 18 uh, in favor of Philadelphia, we looked good defensively. We were forcing turnovers, and that's one thing that Coach Kenny, before the season, in our sort of preseason previews, uh, they talked about that they want to do more than anything. You know, we've been last or around that last margin uh, last season, whereas this game, uh, it was the most that any team has forced in terms of turnovers in, in the entire season. Uh, a lot of that was some sloppiness on the Philadelphia end, but a lot of it was your boy, um, you know, Karis Levert, absolutely just dominating when it came to steals. Alan Crabb had a couple himself. Uh, I, I think the pressure from the Nets was certainly turned up a notch tonight. Yeah, and you see them taking advantage when they're playing small a little bit, playing a little bit faster, playing those passing lanes a little bit more, getting those deflections too, something we saw a lot tonight. And, you know, just to touch on D'Angelo, obviously there was a lot of talk about him being benched in the fourth quarter against the Rockets. You know, he obviously played in the fourth quarter. Didn't really quite matter as much tonight, but he looked very good. You know, he, you know, he missed a lot of shots, you know, at the, uh, early in the game in the first quarter, a couple layups and whatnot, but he was consistently getting in there, attacking, getting his floater game. He created contact a few times, even on a night where his three ball wasn't falling, he still put up 21 points and had six assists. Yeah, it was an awesome performance from Delo. You know, he was, the whole team was cold early, so you can't really hold that against him, but he just had the right feel for the game. This is the sort of performance that we expect from Delo consistently, and I think that this can be a little bit of an impetus, a jolt for him going forward. Uh, you know, our guards were just awesome. You know, him, Levert, and Dinwiddie, uh, it, we sort of talked about it a lot with Zach on the last episode about how they're going to mesh together, but it seemed like Dinwiddie sort of headed the sort of second unit when Russell and Levert were out, and he sort of just ran the show, and it worked well, out, and it worked out well for him. Uh, it was just an awesome performance all around. Good to see Russell get his minutes in the fourth quarter because, you know, we were critical of Coach Kenny, but I guess the understanding is there from what we know, and he earned it, and um, he was awesome in that fourth. He was just making the right plays on both ends of the floor, you know, led the team in assists with six, uh, was second in assists uh, with six. Obviously, Spencer had eight himself. So it just seemed like the pace was good as well. You know, we talked about the fact that the Nets look a lot better when they're getting going in transition and Dilla was pushing the pace a little bit more. And it just seemed like everything was flowing and the, the synergy was sort of there on both ends. Yeah, and there's a couple of plays that D'Angelo, he doesn't even need to attack. Sometimes it's just kind of knowing where you're on the offense. He got a little bit deep and then he passed the ball out because he realized he wasn't in a good situation. So I was very impressed from that. And just overall, the team performance, you had a lot of guys. You had three guys with over 20 points. I think six guys with over 10 points. What did you think about the, uh, the job the Nets did on Joel Embiid? 
I thought it was the rotations from Coach Kenny when in terms of Jared Allen was on him early uh, and Bede was bullying him a little bit and then he inserts Ed Davis. A lot of the time we saw Davis battling against Embiid and the physicality that Davis had against him, I thought, despite the fact that he's getting some foul trouble, I thought it was a really nice move from Coach Kenny and I, I praise his performance there. You know, Allen had moments when he was against him, but I'm, I'm assuming if we looked into the minutes uh, in depth, the most time a, a player that I spent on him would have been Davis. And, you know, that you talked about Rondé at the five. There were times where Jared Dudley was at the five. I think just making him frustrated early on, he just gets that bucket. He's uh, an absolute monster in the post, you know, probably since Shaq, there aren't many players I can think of who have been so dominant in the post, but, you know, we got him in foul trouble as well. He just seemed frustrated and, you know, uh, Ben Simmons got going in transition a couple of times, but MB just seemed frustrated. And despite the fact, I think this is one of our best performance uh, against a big, you know, in recent memory. Yeah, and like you said, Ed Davis did a great job getting physical. And later in the game, it kind of resulted in Embiid getting frustrated and getting a couple offensive fouls called on him. So I thought Ed Davis did a great job. And like you said, Jared Allen had a couple good moments too in there. So just a great job by Kenny and the bigs kind of trying to limiting Embiid. And also, you know, some of the guards popped in there. I know Shabazz got in there a couple times to just kind of make him uncomfortable down there. And I thought that was really impressive. Now, if there was one negative note, I know Crab has some positive moments. Are you starting to even get more concerned with the shots from uh, Crab? You know, it just seems like the jumper might be a slight bit off. I know Jim Spinarco mentioned there yeah. might be a slight hitch, and that's kind of something I've been seeing as well. Yeah, I agree. It, it didn't seem like the, the same smooth motion that we know from Crab. Um, whether that just has an effect because he's changing it due to his health and the, he was obviously getting his feet back, his legs back, um, I wouldn't be surprised about that. But, you know, I think outside of Crab, our three-point shooting has been very, very good. D'Lo seems confident in taking it. Yes, he has his off nights, but for overall in the season, I'm confident. And Karis LeVert, the same. Spencer Dimwitty, the same. So just because uh, I think in seasons past, especially last season, if we had Crab or Harris who were off, it seemed like we were just, the three-point shooting just wasn't there. Whereas now I feel a lot more confident, you know, across the board. Even Dudley, you know, he's hitting one or two every now and then at the right sort of time. So despite the fact that Crab might not be having an impact on the floor, Joe Harris is certainly stepping up in his absence, Ben. Hopefully, you know, just he, he gets that rhythm soon enough, sooner rather than later, because we know what he can add to this team. Yeah, it would just be really difficult to fend when you're having two guys running around screens, just running all over the floor and getting open threes. It would just open up more space for guys like D'Angelo, Karras, and Spencer, who did a great job driving tonight, talking about driving. Nets had 70 points in the paint. Philly only had 40. You know, against a team like Philadelphia, that's a big win. Yeah, and the thing that we noticed earlier, Nick, as we were chatting throughout the game, is the fact that despite Joel and Embiid's presence down low, him and Gobert and probably Davis are three of your most lethal defenders in terms of defending the rim. The Nets just kept attacking. They kept attacking, kept attacking, kept attacking. They earned a few fouls. They missed a few calls. But they kept that energy there. And they kept attacking. And it sort of led to open lanes. And despite the fact that they were missing a few, you know, they would get some offensive boards every now and then. they just get extra looks. And that energy and that consistency in terms of the message that was probably being sent to them by the coaches, it just sort of reverberated. And it just added. And it eventually turned around. And like you said, you know, gave us a real ascendancy. And it opened up the floor entirely because it allowed that pace. Despite the sloppiness early, sometimes you've got to grind it out, just keep doing the right things. And hopefully it turns around. And it certainly did in that second half. Yeah, and that's hopefully something the Nets can kind of build upon. You know, in the past games, they've been driving and missing layups and things haven't worked out. They kind of got away from it. But tonight, they just kept attacking, kept attacking. And the next thing you know, Philly's getting frustrated. They're getting called for fouls. There's more open shots. They're getting some offensive rebounds. 
positive things. And like we said, you know, Philly didn't play their best game, but I think this is definitely a confidence booster for the squad going against Phoenix on Tuesday. Yeah, Phoenix and then Denver and Golden State. So uh, if we can get the win against Phoenix, it'll be all important. Obviously, you know, uh, they did beat us last season, so it's not going to be an easy win. No win is an easy win in today's NBA. So hopefully this gives us some nice momentum. We can maintain that energy on both ends of the floor and keep the turnovers down because um, I'm sure probably this might have been the first night over our uh, 10 games or so that we had less than 10 turnovers. And I think it was just that control and that consistency. Despite the fact that we were sluggish, we were taking care of the ball. And like you were mentioning down low, Nick, when we were sort of getting a little bit clustered, we'd make the pass out and it wouldn't get stolen by guys and then we wouldn't get lost in transition. And our transition defense was really good tonight, like you mentioned uh, on Twitter, on your on your feed. So uh, there was just a lot of good things and not many negatives to take away from it. Hopefully this gives you momentum uh, going into a team that you should beat in Phoenix. Yeah, definitely a team they can beat. And I think the major difference in going against other teams will be that we know the Sixers' spacing is pretty bad. And I think that helped the Nets defensively kind of clog up a little bit more. Something to keep an eye on. And you mentioned the turnovers. This is the first time I feel like all season the Nets have won points off turnovers, 39-9. to You know, it's usually a completely opposite direction. It was absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. The amount of – it was like watching ourselves uh, over the past eight or nine games. The team – uh, our guys are obviously uh, struggled in that sort of department, but it was nice to be on the other end for once. And, you know, sometimes it just ends up that way and you have to make the most of it. And we did. What are you looking for going to the Phoenix game? Obviously, this is a really positive performance. You know, if we could replicate this against Phoenix, that'd be great. But that's unlikely. What do you think has got to be the key against the Suns? I think it's going to be defending Aiton and Booker. I think outside of that, that their offense can be a little bit lackluster. They have vets like Trevor Ariza and Ryan Anderson who can make an impact. But I think Aiton and Booker are the keys to, to Phoenix and how their sort of offense moves. And if we can sort of limit them and their three-pointers like we did against Philadelphia, it's going to go a long way to getting the win. You know, I think Aiton's going to want to make a statement against the sort of budding center in Jared Allen himself. But if Davis can give him the physicality down low as well when he switches on to him, I don't think Aiden's going to like it. He doesn't really like, despite his massive frame for a young fella, he doesn't like sort of that sort of post, uh, post-aggression post from a guy like a Davis or, or other sort of opponents. And as well, when it comes to Booker, I think if Karis LeVert is switched on to him or if D'Lo's on him, you know, make him earn it. You know, he's not the best defensive player, neither is D'Angelo, but if we can make him earn it on both ends of the floor and make him earn it when it comes to earning his own points, then I think it's going to go a long way to the Nets getting, um, getting the W. Yeah, that was a great point about Aiden, getting Ed Davis in there, battling a little bit. And uh, I think the Nets guards can help out the bigs too by keep attacking inside, frustrating them, kind of digging down a little bit. And like you said, I think probably throwing Karras on Devin Booker. He's done a great job improving getting over screens this year. Just don't give him open looks. You know, one thing I'd probably like to see, and I mentioned this on Twitter as well, Jared Allen I think can step up in certain situations, especially when the big isn't necessarily someone you're scared of rolling. You know, if it's an Amir Johnson or something like that. I don't even know who's playing backup center right now after they waved uh, Tyson Chandler from Phoenix. So something to keep an eye on, but I'm feeling pretty good going to this Phoenix game. And like you said, going against Denver, going state after that, this is almost like a must win game. So you can get a W on this early in the road trip. Yeah, and if we're five, five and six, uh, that's certainly and obviously more than likely going to be five and eight after the Denver and Golden State performance. It, it puts you in a good sort of space going forward. And obviously, we're more looking at the performances from guys like D'Lo, Karras, um, If they can maintain that their play and hopefully, you know, just do the right things on both ends of the floor, make the coaches happy, make us fans happy, then uh, it'll all take care of itself.
Yeah, exactly. And after that, you know, the schedule starts to ease up for the following two weeks and something to keep an eye on. Maybe the Nets can get back over 500. But, Jack, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Just Joe Harris, Nick. I, I just I just love everything that he does. And, you know, he just makes me happy on my birthday. The fact that he is alive, the fact that there is a man that looks like him and does awesome things on the floor. Shout-outs to his beard. Shout-outs to everything that he does for the Brooklyn Nets. And shout-outs to my franchise. And shout-outs to you, the Brooklyn Buzz, and all the, all the listeners out there. And big shout-out to you, Jack. It is your birthday. So big happy birthday to Jack. Make sure you hit him up on Twitter the J-Man at JBT, you know, obviously Jack does this, the Brooklyn Buzz, great writer for OTG Basketball, and that's Republic.com, JBT, the podcast as well. Be sure to check that out. And as always, thank everybody for listening. You can check us out on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, OTGBasketball.com, that's Republic.com, Dash Radio, and YouTube. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.